<laughs> yes, sir. We are back once again. Episode 8, Black Broadway Podcast. Coming through live from the Christmas trees. Legalizer episode. Episode 8, let's go. Yeah. We are live from the first annual inaugural High Times Business Conference and Summit. Live from Washington, D.C., y'all. This is a very special episode of Black Broadway, breaking it down for y'all. Hey, legalize it. Got some Christmas trees, y'all. And we got a very special guest, a very dope interview with the one and only Charlotte Green. Yo, she's going to tell y'all her story, how she came up, how she found marijuana activism, and how she really made it happen. Buddy, <laughs> we back once again, y'all. Episode 8, Black Broadway Podcast, man. It's been dope, man. It's really great to be back, man. Like, wait, Dre, what we say, man? Four for four, right, man? We not playing. Yo, we out here fulfilling promises, G. Hey, we, man, we keeping it extra real, as usual. You know, as usual. So here we are again, man, back in your grill once again, episode eight. It's a very special episode, man. This is the Christmas trees episode right here, the legalize it. And it's in conjunction with one of the illest events to hit D.C. in a little while, the High Times Business Conference and Expo, the first time that High Times could actually have an event in Washington, D.C., Due to the change in marijuana policy in the city, man, we was privileged to be a part of it, yo. But before I get into all of that, I got to always do my regular and stop and take time to shout out everybody and anybody that listened to the last episode or any episode of Black Broadway, man. Shout out to all our new followers on SoundCloud. Shout out to everybody that's following the new page on Twitter. Shout out to everybody that's following us on Instagram and liking our pictures and liking our coverage, man. Yo, it means a lot. And we see y'all, man. We appreciate it. We just going to keep on coming back and keep on hitting y'all with this content, y'all, for real. Big shout out to our guest last week, man. Miss Rhonda Russell, she came through and she really let it go, yo, man. She was involved in a real-life scandal, and she came through and she told us what was happening, and she told us why even despite all of that, it's still important to get out here and vote and make sure your voice is heard and make sure you get counted, yo, because if, man, you don't vote, we already know they don't care about you, but if you don't vote, they really don't care about you, and if you ain't registered to vote, they doubly don't care about you, so... Everybody, make sure you get out here and do that. And make sure, if you haven't already, listen to that last episode of Black Broadway. A lot of great information there, as in all our episodes, man. Go to SoundCloud.com. Go to our website. Go to Black Broadway, B-O-V-C-K-Broadway.com. It's going to link you to all our previous episodes. It's going to give you an opportunity to get caught up and find out what's going on right here in Washington, D.C., man. Like I said... We got our new followers. We got our new people. We got our event coming up. Black Social in a matter of hours, yo. As soon as this episode drops, you need to start making your plans for Thursday, December 17th at Velvet Lounge, 915 U Street. We're going to be in the building. We're going to have DJ Underdog on the ones and twos, man. We're going to have it popping. It's the Black Social. 
holiday hangout with your boys, man. Black Broadway. We just want to see everybody come out. We just want to show love. We want everybody to come out, you know what I'm saying, mix and mingle, meet the hosts, meet everybody that's involved in this together, and we can build a coalition. We're doing this for the city. So if we all find ourselves in the same place at the same time, what does that mean? That means we got power. That means we can do something. That means we can actually make a couple of things happen. So, yo, make it happen. Come on out. Come through. It's going to be a good time. Hey, we having a pizza party. Yeah. We keep it a trail. We having pizza, and it ain't going to be no bullshit pizza. It ain't ever going to be no dominoes, man. We're not rocking with the hut. And we would never, ever, ever, ever have Papa John. No. Ever. Yeah. Get him out of here. He, he's, he's not Black Broadway. He's not Black Broadway. He's not MMG. He's not nothing. He's not Dipset. He's nothing. Get Papa John's out of here, yo. So just know we going top notch with some type of local pizzeria, you know. So we going to surprise him. But you know, we got good taste. We going to have it rocking out here, man. We going to do it, man. Like I was telling Dre earlier, yo, a pizza party is the traditional reward for a job well done, man. So, you know, we going to close the year out with a pizza party. <laughs> we, you know, we going to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Come, come have pizza and beer and drinks and rock out to the sales of DJ Underdog and take pictures with us in the photo booth. And let's get it popping, y'all. Black Broadway, Black Social, 915 U Street, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., Velvet Lounge, DJ Underdog on the ones and twos, y'all. Get with it, for real, man. Oh, no, what else we got, man? Oh, we got to thank everybody for RSVP, and of course, we got to thank everybody who came through at RSVP, everybody that is in the streets and they say that they're going to come out, and everybody that's just, you know, like, in tune with the movement, even supporting from a distance. There's a couple of people that, you know, are really helping me make this thing happen, yo. And I appreciate that. I appreciate all their assistance, yo. Like, before we get y'all right into this Charlotte Green interview, I just want to let you know it was our honor, it was our pleasure to be a part of the High Times Business Conference and Expo this week at the Washington Hilton. It was great to see the marijuana industry in Washington, D.C. growing, and it was great to see us coming into this space where we could actually see ourselves making some money off of this thing, where we could actually see this thing becoming a real profitable business. Get some of our brothers off the street, man. Get the game. Man, switch the game up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because hey, they can't keep sending us to jail for this shit, yo. Not while Nick Lachey out here trying to become a goddamn kingpin. Like, man, and Charlotte is one of the people who has been on the forefront of advocating for not only minority participation in this business, but just this entire legalization issue. Because Contrary to popular belief, y'all, marijuana ain't legal nowhere in America, like, except for Colorado for recreational usage. Everywhere else, there's medicinal, there's different levels of decriminalization, and you need to be aware of all of that, yo. So do your Googles, do your research, make sure you make yourself aware of what's going on in your state, your city, and your town. Charlotte came to, and she's going to tell us how you can find your peace, you can find your happiness, you can find your center in actually doing something that you're passionate about. And hey, she's passionate about weed. She's really passionate about it. She went from a career in media to a career in cannabis. And she went there in spectacular fashion. If you don't know who Charlotte Green is, go ahead and hit that YouTube and know that she went 
viral, super viral, only last year with four words, yo. Fuck it. I quit. <laughs> Spectacularly stabbed out on the people in the newsroom. And it was just, you know, she used that moment. She capitalized on that, not just to, you know, like have a reality show and be out here, you know, a per- as a person who's just devoid of substance. She actually took this and pursued her passion and has used this to actually make a lot of people's lives a lot easier and continue to work with her mission, which is providing healing and helping people through cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Founder of the Alaska Cannabis Club, you know, well-known founder of gogreen.org. She's all of that, yo. And she was gracious enough to sit down with Black Broadway and let it all go, man. It's the latest episode, episode eight, Black Broadway podcast. I hope y'all enjoy, man. We're going to keep smacking y'all with this content. We'll be back next week, all right? So make sure you listen now and keep, because, hey, it's popping. 2015, it's almost in the books, baby. Let's do it. Black Broadway podcast. Charlo Green coming up next. Peace. special guest in the building today. We got the lovely, dynamic, all-around badass, Charlotte Green. And she's going to tell y'all her story, her where she is now, and what role she plays in this whole entire scheme of marijuana activism and getting a lot, of, a lot more diverse people involved in this business and in this space because it's really important, y'all. And also, just so you know your rights, so even if you just enjoy marijuana casually, 
Stop going to jail for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. Let's, let's get it together. Yo, Charlotte, say what's up to the people. Hey everyone, Charlotte Green here. Make sure you head to charlottegreen.com. That's green with an E at the end of it. You can find everything that you need to know about me, all me, everything that I'm doing when I move around and and get involved with um, the movement. Get involved yeah. with the movement. Well, we're going to tell you, going to tell people your story. You got a hell of a story. Yo, we are broadcasting live. Let me not forget to say, we are broadcasting right now live from the first annual High Times Business Conference and Expo taking place right here in Washington, D.C. at the Washington Hill Inn, man. A lot of stuff happened here, man. Shit, Reagan got shot here. I went to prom here. You know what I'm saying? And then, epic. And epic shit. And now I'm at the first annual weed conference in D.C. here. Shout out to the Washington. It just happened. Shout out to the Washington Hill, yo. So we are here, man. It's crazy. Like, there's been so many businesses, so many different entrepreneurs and different uh, operators in the space of marijuana and cannabis that have been showcasing their wares and showing their products off to people. Man, I got to shout out real quick a couple of people I met that had some really, really dope products that came through in the clutch for your boy, for real. <laughs> First and foremost, got to shout out Hepper, yo, because without them, I wouldn't be smoking this fat-ass flip right now. So, <laughs> shout out to Hepper, shout out to the guys for the raw tips. Appreciate it. Smack Boy, those guys out of Atlanta. Great clothing brand, great dudes, great energy, man. Always got to show love to the hometown, so big shout out to Meister. They make this crazy smoking system called the Stash Tray, and it's basically everything is magnetic. Go check them out online, Meister.com, and they out of D.C., M-E-Y-S-T-E-R, too. Got to shout out Weed Maps, too, because that's a great one, and I know a lot of people who use Weed Maps. Yeah. I asked, I asked people about Weed Maps the other day, like, you know, I hadn't heard of it until yesterday. Oh, wow. So I hadn't, I mean, hey. <laughs> Let's just say we ain't hard to find when you're the right. <laughs> I don't need no maps. <laughs> but shout out to Weed Maps though, because I I was talking to people and they was like, "Yo, I use Weed Maps. Like I've used it in de- several cities and all of that." Yeah. So that's some really useful technology that I wasn't even really aware of. So everybody that's listening, if you're like me and weren't aware of this before, go to WeedMaps.com. They got a mobile app. It's lit for real. I'm, I was very impressed. And of course, yo, last but not least, I got to shout out the people getting everybody lit out here in joint. They have the awesome, like, electronic thing. Yo, Shalom just showed me the next, the next level yeah. in joint piece. The three and one. They, that's yeah, that's exclusive. Yeah, that's some exclusive. You know, we not even that's let dope. it definitely get hold of that. One day, <laughs> one day Black Broadway going to be on top, and we going to have three and one baby. <laughs> real talk, y'all, for real. But before we even, like, get all the way into this episode, I'm going to just give y'all, like, a little... Heads up, man, on on Charlotte Green for real. Like, first of all, you're you're an internet legend. You know this, right? Like, she's what you got over. You said a hundred million views. You got over. She has over a hundred million views, yo. And if you're not familiar with the name, I'm just gonna say four words that should let you know who she is, real quick. Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> That's it. Four words took her. It's a legendary status, yo. And she's going to tell y'all her story coming up from Alaska, getting started in the media, just everything. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about all of this and how this led up to her being one of the most recognizable, nationally known marijuana advocates and why she's in Washington, D.C., 
kicking it with Black Broadway, yo. So without further ado, man, yeah. let's just go ahead and get right into it. Shallow Green, yes sir. Hey, yo, first of all, Shallow, thank you so much, yo. Shallow a real one, yo. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into super details <laughs> about how you know what I'm saying we had come to run into each other about a month ago yeah. when she was in D.C. for her first time. First visit to D.C. and Charlo and I ran into each other. We man. ended up. We, we ended up well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I tell her, yo, I, I had to be extra African-American and have her waiting. <laughs> that happened. Uh, that happened. Can we work on that? that? What are you <laughs> Did you see how patient I was today, Charlo? That's a guess. You were very patient. She was very patient. Yo, uh, People who know me know that's not one of my characteristics. <laughs> I was definitely glad to have you. As, as, I'm just ecstatic, for real, yo. So, like, before we even jump all the way into it, Shalo, let's just tell the people, first off, where you from? Like, who are you? Where you from? Um, my parents are from Nigeria. Okay. Okay. Tight. So, yeah. you're obviously an African-American in the yeah. truest sense of the word. First both of your parents are Nigerian? San Diego to Alaska yeah. to Texas. So how was that adjustment? 
it was shocking. Yeah, culture really? shock. Yeah, huh? Culture shock. Mm-hmm. Um, the climate was mm-hmm. shocking. Just yeah. the fact that there it was, it was, it was flat. Too hot for you? It was flat. It was August, yeah. so it was like yeah. 115 yeah. day, like 10 day. It was so crazy. <laughs> I and know about Gordon. The person who the, was supposed to be driving us around had leather seats and no AC, of course. So, <laughs> like, I got into the habit of just like falling asleep, like every car I just just That's so what you're doing and then just waking up and just peeling myself out of the car. Just, That's what you do in the South. I know. Especially when you're a fr- I know all about that. I was a freshman in Louisiana in August, and I had never experienced nothing like that before. What is this? What is this? Like, yo, how do people wear clothes? Right. I used to wonder why everybody walked and talked so slow. No, I get it. <laughs> it's too hot to be. Yeah, What's that mean? <laughs> I get it. That, makes, that, makes, sense. that makes a lot of that, sense. That Yo, it sense. all made sense to me instantly when, <laughs> when I felt my first 99 degree morning. Yeah. Like, I'm having breakfast at 8. It's 99 degrees. Yeah. Now, you, you're down there, but you're in Texas, though. It's Even though it's not, you know, lit, it's not like party central, I'm sure it was a different slice of life in Alaska, right? Like, I mean, you had a lot of fun, you know what I'm saying? I was turning up. You turned up? I was turning up a little too much, though. I was just turning up way too much. Um, A lot of people in Alaska, Alaska has a huge issue with alcohol abuse. And so Mm. most of us start drinking in middle school, and by the time I graduated, I could down a fifth, like, Mm. at lunch. Mm. So that, I know. Really, really a fifth of what, though? A fifth of vodka. A okay. Fifth of, like, Whatever. Mm. Yeah. You didn't have no pitch back then. No, we really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really didn't. We like Christian Brothers, like, whatever. Everclear, that, that Everclear. stuff that I wouldn't go near. You wouldn't even look at it. Absolutely not. Right. And so, um, I think it was about a year in when my all the newfound freedom and this relationship with alcohol were taking way too much of a toll, <laughs> and I... Failed six out of seven classes that semester, and I was put on attendance probation. Yeah, probation. And exactly, mm-hmm. and I was about to fail out of school. And one of my friends that had always been the pothead in the group, one of the girls that decided where we were going to go to school, uh-huh. she um, was like, "You, you need to put yeah, down the bottle and, and try, try smoking again. Try smoking." And so I did, and it was did just you smoke like in high school and stuff I tried like that? it when I was sixteen, but the weed in Alaska is really strong. That's Okay, yo, not to digress. Too, it was just like, what? Look, I'm not doing this. The first, when I went, like I said, I went to college in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Literally, the second night I was there, like, the, probably the cutest girl around in the dorm. Light-skinned girl from Alaska. We get, we hit it off instantly. We was just cool. We was friends. And we ended up going out to smoke or whatever, you know, going out, walking around campus smoking or whatever, right? And I'll never forget how hard I laughed. When she told me that Alaska had the best weed. Yeah. She said Alaska had the best weed. I fell on the floor. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yes. And then she got a FedEx package like a day or two later. <laughs> Bro. Shout out to FedEx. Say, shout, shout out, out to, to FedEx, FedEx. In, the, in the late 90s because it was lit. <laughs> so, you know, she got that package laid on, man. I was like, Right. I had never. Next I had level. never. Next I had level. Oh, oh, I don't even want to tell you. Tell it. Tell that story. Come okay. on. Okay. Uh, okay. So I was just at this. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You can't. Now the building. I know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta tell that. Okay, so I was just at this regular old business conference, um, doing research and development for for this project I'm working on with these empowerment sessions we're planning on on doing across the country. And this guy there, he was from England, and he hadn't smoked in like. 30 years or something, and he was just cool, and I'm going to smoke, so <laughs> right. I'm not going to be rude and not right, invite right, you. Right. So I end up rolling up this really big backwood, as usual, and we smoked the whole thing. And I didn't think the whole time, like, he shouldn't be smoking this much. <laughs> oh, he almost killed this man. So he gets out the car, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. bruh, bruh, bruh. So ten minutes later, I'm just sitting next to him, and I I make a comment, and he's just, he's just <laughs> oh, oh man, oh. it was just like, like I was just like business conference life. <laughs> yeah, you have to step up. I, I like I gotta get like I gotta get rid of like, it. Alaskan weed. Alaskan weed. On Alaskan weed. weed, I'll agree. Yeah, the, that Alaskan weed probably would have killed. It was a lot of Alaskan yeah. weed. It was a lot at once. It was the first time in thirty years. Uh, yeah, was, that was a lot. Was That's just, too much for him. I, I, I respect much. Alaskan weed. That was I a, a lesson I'll never. So forget. when you got so so this is funny. Like her story on starting to smoke weed is actually she had to smoke. Worse weed, yeah, to get back, back to, to smoking. You need to smoke like yeah, some that Mexican shit, right? Uh, that, I mean, I have a collective or safe access point in Alaska right now, mm-hmm. and a lot of our new members don't want that stuff that is that super chronic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, That's I feel true. sometimes myself taking a shift toward in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, yo, I can't be this high right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. I can't be this high right now. I real life got responsibility. Abilities. Right. right. I can't be honest. Not okay. It's yeah, not okay. It's like, I don't think anyone would think this um, is okay right now. <laughs> Yo, I'm enjoying this conversation just as much as I thought I would. Good. No doubt. So now Shallow's back. Shallow's back on the wagon now. She's back on the team. She's smoking weed now. You put the you put the bottle down. Sort of. You'll still have a drink or two. Or do you not drink it off? You don't drink it off. Wow. Um, I okay. excited a few months back to okay. see what it was just like. Okay, so you do out here these not drinking streets. Uh, a couple months in. No, I think I'm just good. Okay. I just don't have don't any like desire it. to. I respect I have, it. I have shit to do. I yeah. respect like, it. Like, I work as soon as I get up until I go to that's, sleep. That's the type drinking. of shit I talk after a night of just ridiculousness. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I got to <laughs> I got to get my life <laughs> I, <gotta get> <laughs> I made the change. <laughs> I made the change, though. Right. <laughs>
basically almost failing out of college to landing on the dean's list every single semester after nice. I started smoking weed. I graduated nice. summa cum laude. Nice. The only one of my school? siblings. Yeah, cool. same school. Nice. Yeah, so that whole semester I failed on. I ended up taking summer classes, cool. winter classes, taking the tropical course load and graduating early and actually oh, wow. just wow. wrapping up my degree while I worked my first uh, news anchor job in oh, another state. Okay, so let's talk about that. So you went to school for broadcast journalism. Yep. And when you got out of school, you immediately got a job in the field. You you got employed in the field of broadcast right. journalism. I actually strategically planned everything. So my last classes, I you had to be physically. I do. <laughs> I had good. to be physically mm-hmm. present for were wrapped up, and I just had to take like two last um, whatever classes online. So my first, my last semester in college, I was working as a news anchor. Okay. Wow. Nice. Exactly. So you had to, she had the next chess piece set up. She had the domino set up right there. Right there. Exactly. Yeah. Just All like you had to do was tipping. Exactly. So, yo, we're going to get to that because that was so good. Yeah, that shit was chess, not checkers. Right. That was chess. Power not move. Checkers, yo. You, so, <laughs> for real. So, so you're, out of, you're fresh out of school. You're employed in broadcast journalism. Um, you're always, always television. Beautiful, understandable. You know what I'm saying? So you got you. She's yeah. definitely built for the the tizzoob, like my wife said. <laughs> Facebook logs on the tizzoob. <laughs> so she's out here. Okay. And where were you? Where was your first job? It was in Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. So yeah. it was ready to leave Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, more or less. Yeah, ready to Macon. That's the life of a broadcast journalist. You yeah. know that you are going to move yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. You have to I'm earn the... your stripes wherever you can, and then use those stripes that you earned along the way to finally get somewhere you want to be. I'm the son of a radio guy. Okay. So my dad, he moved around a lot until, like, I was born. Like, Mm -hmm. D.C. was, like, his last stop. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my dad was in New Orleans, South Carolina, all of that. So you were in Macon, Georgia. Yeah. So how's Macon? Macon, um, I saw cotton plants there. Of course. You saw real plantations and shit. I did. You was like, whoa. You saw people who might still could have been in slavery. Yeah. <laughs> like, you no, know, bullshit, bullshit. No, no, no bullshit. Like, you yeah. live in a house that's not much different from slave quarters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Really, really different. Real yeah. talk. So, yeah. so how long was, I mean, were you on air there as yeah. well? Okay, so yeah. how long were you there? was the evening anchor weekend producer or okay. weekday producer as well, and I did some radio stuff there. So I was there for about a year. And I evening anchor, you said. Yeah. Okay. So I ended up accepting a job to just jump my career. When you are working in journalism, like starting out, you don't make it anything. Mm, anything. Yeah. No, seriously, <laughs> it was. Um, I think I made nineteen thousand dollars. Hello. What is that? I what is that? I, I might have a nineteen thousand dollar bill. $19,000 is like your annual salary. Wow. I took a ten thousand dollar pay cut from my last job I was working in college to take uh, my first to take your first journalism job. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's never yeah. been about the money. It's never yeah. been about yeah. it. Can't yeah. be if you no, want to really, do this work. Exactly. It can't and then be. when you're out there and like in Macon, that was like grind mode. So yeah. I had to drive my own car. Did you do like myself? What's the most like, ratchet story? What's the craziest wow. story you did in Macon? Most ratchet? Like what? What did you do when you was like, I can't believe I'm, I can't believe this shit's about to be on the TV. Because you know you be in like a country <laughs> town and you see something on the news, you be like crazy stuff, right? Huh? Oh no, no, no! <laughs> the most ratchet story was out of West Virginia. Out of West. Oh. Okay, hold on. So, so was West Virginia the next stop? No, that was the stop after the next. 
Okay, so how many places did you go all in all? It was Macon, Johnson City, Tennessee, okay. Charleston, West Virginia, right. and Anchorage. Wow. Anchorage, yeah. Okay, this okay. is something I've always wanted to know. You're a journalist. You've been on TV, so you can tell. What is the hierarchy of being on the show? Like, okay, like, you know how, like, the morning crew, like, okay, that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess, is that, like, the number one, or is it the evening news crew? Or it depends on the market. On the market. Okay, okay. so I'm saying market like D.C. I just always wanted to know this because I see people move around so In much. Market, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you see people, like, D.C. isn't, like, the number one media market, but it's like, yeah, it's number eight, so it's top ten. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's a big deal when you in DC. Like, it's yes. people that's been on TV. Huge. It's been people that's been on TV out here for t- all my life. Yeah, put it right. like that. Seriously. Yeah, they're not gonna leave. You know, what I'm saying? unless so, it's to LA or New York. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the like the hierarchy? Like, what's the biggest deal show you could be on? Like, what do you want to be on if you're doing television journalism? What do you... Well, it depends on what your motives are. Some okay. people strive to be in those morning show positions where you don't have to go and be meet. serious. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. it does begin to wear on you having uh-huh. to interview the families. And, and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Every yeah. single day. Yeah. yeah. So some people just aren't built for that or don't want to do that or just really shine at doing the infotainment sort of thing that yeah. people mm-hmm. do yeah. during uh-huh. the morning. Yep. Other people that want that that evening news anchor thing, yeah. if that's what they, they're striving they for, want to be like want lights, camera, news. action. What did you want? I just wanted to help people. Okay. That, I like that that. Yeah. So tell me about this story out of West Virginia, man. So how, so you're, you all way in West Virginia now. Yeah. Like, how did, okay, you're out there. Just, I don't even want to know how you got here. Well, it's market. <laughs> yeah, it's I just market. Markets. Right, so yeah. was that a, was that, a, that was a vertical move, right? Yeah, From absolutely. From Johnson City. Tennessee, Johnson City. So was market 118 so it goes all the way down to like 210 so make it's wow. making's 118 johnson yeah, city was like 96 and then charleston was 64 i believe okay okay yeah. that seems legit i yeah. can I, that so seems legit like, yeah the check was growing with it okay also, of course like almost exponentially so <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a relief okay but yeah. you're in west virginia you still know shit that you can't believe is about to be on the news um yeah there was this guy that smoked bath salts and ended up stealing his neighbor's goat and making love to it all night. What? Like, the police found him like in women's clothing oh. with a bunch of like dirty magazines everywhere. Oh, and he had slaughtered the goat's neck. Oh like, man. Yeah. You you covered that story? Just read I didn't have to go and be like, Sir, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir. You just read the copy. Or it the was scene. like I, I, I gotta go. Like, I know. Really? <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. Wow. So, so that's West Virginia. Then Edwards was the... And that's... No, that, that's what... I mean, I'm not going to say that's West Virginia. You're yeah, laughing not, like... That's not West Virginia. No. Don't you I'm not saying that that's West Virginia like that, yo. But that, but happened. Love, that happened in West Virginia. Yeah, that's also no joke. Yo, for real. Straight up, that's bad song. Like, no bull, bath sauce though, smoking bath sauce. Yo, just say <laughs> hell no to bath sauce, y'all. So now from West Virginia, as he left bath sauce, you're back in Anchorage, right? Yeah. You're back home, now, so to speak. This is the West Virginia, 
this, like I hinted during my speech at the business conference that this wasn't the first time that I realized that the only time we give back to help people is only when it doesn't ruffle the feathers of the people we partially rely on. Mm -hmm. So West Virginia, um, everything was going really, really great there. I hated my job in Johnson City, Tennessee. I okay. hated it. My boss was a cunt. She okay. was absolutely <laughs> like she was the worst person I've ever met. Oh wow. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it real. All the no, way. I, right. I, 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 right. I love like, it. Like, this is, this is some bullshit. And after I left, it was a mass exodus. People that had been there okay. for 15, 20 years just because. You set it off. It was just. Yeah. Like, you took a stand. Yeah, you crazy. set it off. But anywho. Uh -huh. So West Virginia, there was this kid. He was in eighth grade. His name was Jared Markham. And he got suspended arrested at school for refusing to change his shirt that had a picture of a gun on it and said protect your rights and the NRA symbol. So there was nothing in the, the dress code or anything that said anything about it. It had specifics about everything else, but not this. And so we saw in the, the what was it, cafeteria footage exactly what had happened and how the teacher was like getting super confrontational with him and, and getting in his face because he was like, like it's I, I don't have to change my shirt and right. this teacher was he had a reputation for being a bully or whatever right. and he just refused and so they ended up arresting this kid and charging him with um making terroristic threats and disrupting the educational environment and it's like i haven't even heard like of these charges yeah. right what the fuck i haven't heard of this and they didn't call this kid's parents until after they had already booked and processed him mm. like taken him from school had him sitting there he was arrested Taken down to downtown. He's 14 years old. Wow. And he has straight A's. He goes to church like all That's the time. The he owns yes, I mean. six siblings. His parents, his dad was a coal miner. His mom yeah. stayed at home and they were like, That's, it how, was they a do. That's how they do people. Yeah. So you were, were you able as a member of the press to like somehow like interfere? Yes! Oh, oh, of how? course. Okay. How? How? Tell us how. It was serendipity. I was working on this bullshit story, just something about the weather or something, because something else had fallen through. And the phone rang through, and it was his father, Alan Margiri, and he was telling me about, um, or someone at the assignments desk who fields all the calls and acts yeah. as a gatekeeper was like, this guy says his kid was arrested at school. I don't know if there's anything there. You can just test just the water. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not really doing anything. Else. All right. So mm. I did that, and I looked over like his booking papers, yeah, and, and I called like, up, and I was like, um, was there a kid arrested at school today? And they said that they couldn't discuss a minor's case, mm -hmm. which confirms that there's that police there's open on, the phone on him. Exactly. And I did yeah. the same thing to confirm it with the school. And so they refused to give me a comment on what was going on. So I used the documents uh, and as the their comment, and no this is what it is. And so when you're talking about guns, and you're talking about... What ended up happening? Um... It went national, like okay. Fox News. And it I feel like it did. I feel I like I heard about that shit story. Yeah, yeah. T-shirt team. It yeah. was like crazy. So this is so this is you out here using your platform right. as and being in the press right. for good. Everyone right? else refused to cover the story because so, everyone's so closely tied together. And this bailiff, I kept on following the story, went all the way to court, and this bailiff ended up assaulting me, like on video yeah. and everything, oh, wow. trying to throw me out of it. And, and so um, the bailiff that assaulted me and started getting a bunch of heat from everyone, she was good friends with the judge who was 
really good friends with the station owner who told me that if I didn't drop the story, oh, they would wow, do everything really? in their power yep. to silence me and yep. distance me yep. as far as possible. So that was your and first that was conversation. I was just brought in. This is breaking every station Eesh. record. It's it's just like Eesh. it's crashed the website right, time right. and time again. Mm-hmm. And but and this is your first whiff of the bullshit of that's bullshit. to come. Yeah. So, so there's the lawyer sitting in yeah. here, and and that's where he's like, yeah, so, so look, drop it or else. Because we got, yeah. I, I want us to get to this because this is where the audience really. This is where you meet your public right here in Anchorage. You know what I'm saying? So you're in Anchorage. You're working. You left when you left Tennessee. I mean, not Tennessee, um, West Virginia. Yeah. Did was it like a bittersweet thing, or was it like you know you was ready to move on, you was ready to go to Anchorage, you was ready to go? Well, I knew in that moment when he was telling me that either I drop it or not. So that right, preceded you, you yeah. yeah, and I told him I wasn't going to drop it. All right, so then you got out of it. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's that's so how that works. Like, that's yeah, that's right. the end of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah. now you back at Anchorage. They cleared his record, his criminal record, good. his educational record. Oh, good, so good, his good, plans good. of going good. to this military school good. are still possible, and that's just and, that's just what it is. And you got out of there before they could fucking fake ruin you. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You gotta be sick, thinking one step ahead. Chess, not checkers. Right. So, so, so we're in Anchorage. Home. We're in Anchorage. Right. So now, how how long is this between, you know, you being in Anchorage? How long had you been in Anchorage when, you know, things started to change for you? Like, About three months. About three months. Okay. Yeah. So, what were you doing? You were doing stories crime in Anchorage. You are doing crime and courts in Anchorage. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess marijuana is a a part of crime. It's crime. Right, marijuana is crime. And I was like, it's a crime, right? Right. Oh, yeah, let me get that. That's me. That's me, right? It's crime. Yep, I got that. So, so you're covering covering a marijuana story. Tell us what story you were covering. What was was the story? You were covering a marijuana story in this this clip of you that's world famous. So, tell us about the story that you were covering. What was the story? The final story that I did? Yeah, and even the one that led up to it. Because she gave a really great explanation of this <laughs> at the Hot Times Business Summit today. I mean, it was a really impassionate speech <laughs> about, you know, her whole movement into being who she is right now. And it gave you real details that tell you how carefully thought out every move was and how heartfelt and how sincere all of that was. Like, I, I I really felt that. I was like, yo, she's sincere. Like, she meant that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, because you remember people's names. So anyway, just tell them. Like, so you were doing a story and you were out in Colorado, right? Yeah. Like, all right, so tell them. Tell them what happened. So my station flew me to Colorado and Washington to meet with all of the stakeholders. And when I was there, I realized or noticed how different everyone was was kind of operating and acting. And I think I mentioned Bob from Sea of Green Farms, Allison from Edelou's Medibles, Tony from 3D Cannabis Center, and JJ from My 420 Tours. Those were a few of the business leaders that I met at that time who were pursuing their passion, and they had this glow about them because (laughs) they knew that they were... Don't you love being around people like that? Yes. Great. Yes. Yes. It's aspiration. It, like, drives you. It fuels you up. It fuels you to be great. Yes. So, so you out there and their business yeah. that fuels them up is cannabis. Exactly. And what are they doing? Like, what what, what are they doing? They got dispensaries and stuff. Yeah, and they, they have everything. They, they have, have everything. the ancillary companies. Okay. They have the companies that are processing and mm-hmm. dispensing and everything. So the station flew you out there. Flew me out there to, to get all of there? this information. To get all this information. I was out there for about a week. 
Okay, so you got a week to kick it with, with the all whole crew. The and the leaders yeah, in the industry. And, and everyone on the other side of things. Would you say it was a life changing trip? That was like it the was, trip to change your life. Yeah. It yeah. was it was I actually right. remember the moment. So you so you go I on this trip. The moment I got the idea. You got the boat. Where where were you? And I was standing next to my photographer, <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> but we were moving on that on that sidewalk that yeah. just washed you, and I just I just stopped for a second, thing. and I was like, I this I'm, I'm doing I'm, 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 I'm everything just changed. It's done. Yeah, I, I, told it, I told him. I said I said remember this moment. Everything That's just crazy. changed. Yeah. I just got this crazy idea. I had crazy I, visions. I, yeah. I, I, I had visions. B. I just saw it. That's how I mean. You don't even know. Okay, in you know? what way? Like, how do you feel like marijuana prohibition was ravaging Alaska? Like, a lot of people would get locked up. Yes. Or, like, absolutely. okay, of course. Thousands of people. Thousands of people get locked up. Yes. I mean, this goes without saying, but do you feel like disproportionately it was people that were browner? Of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the, the browner yes. people went to jail more often. Yeah, I like how you yes. said that. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Because it's because like Inuits up there. It's all, I pop, you know, it's all type of ethnic you know, native indigenous people yeah. up in Alaska, and they be getting locked up like niggas yes, all the time. Yes, they do. Yep. I, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's real talk. So, like, you saw this going on, yeah. and you were like, I'm going to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, I knew that, well, not just I'm going to do something. If not me, then who? Who okay. else is, Who else knows that this can change their life like it changed mine? Right. Who else has so compassion for these sorts of people? And is going to use that information to create a way for people to get safe access and a, create a vehicle yeah. to mobilize. Mm -hmm. I like I like that language yeah. too. Safe yeah. access, like so. What did you do? So I created the Alaska Cannabis Club. Sorry. I used all the information that I had gained from all of my interviews to make sure that it found a perfect balance between Alaska's constitutional privacy protections, which allow you to have up to four ounces in your home in Alaska and grow up to 24 plants, period. It's in the state constitution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. So beyond that, we have... <laughs> there we are. Exactly. Right. We also had our medical marijuana law that we passed back in 98, but right. the state didn't set up the framework. Right. But here are these people that the state has acknowledged need medicine. Okay. And so they have this bit of protection. And uh -huh. so I used that information with everything I got to create this... Private Patient Association. How many yeah. patients would you say you had? Like, you know, how many patients would you say you had? Like, um, to date, we have more than two thousand. Oh, I'm sure, like yeah. to date, but yeah, I mean, like just starting off in those days before you was able to like step off from your job right. so graciously. I'd say initially we probably got a dozen applications on the first day. Okay, okay. so it was a hit it out the gate. Like, yeah, like I needed okay. to be we a part of that. We were watching the Facebook page, like we uh -huh. we got everything designed and we. <laughs> Set it to live, and we're just sitting there, and it was like, 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 and yeah. we expected in Anchorage, you know, it's weed. No yeah. one's done this before, so there really can't be that much of a need, and yeah. no one stepped up to yeah. do it. And so we expected maybe like twenty-five likes or something, uh -huh. and it was like four hundred. Mm. Wow! And the messages we were getting, along with every other like, uh -huh. just thanking us for the service that we were providing, no and and asking how they could get involved because exactly. they what have people a grandmother. Want, people or, want to volunteer and Absolutely. work with them. 
Yo, absolutely. So you're doing all of this at the same time that you're on, you know, on the news and working on the news is a full time job. Absolutely, like yeah, you don't get no breaks. If they call you for a story, you gotta go. Exactly. Oh man, so like. Okay, obviously these two things is going to have difficulty coexisting. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, right? You know what I'm saying? And, so. and especially like since when we it's... start like trimming and stuff. Yeah. Because I would. I mean, our hold up. So you all. Like so, so so let me bad. ask you. Who was I mean, part of my my language, but I don't know no other way to say this. Who's the plug? Like who's where's is you in Alaska? Like oh, you don't got no names or nothing like that. But were you know you were dealing with growers or was like people well, bringing it thing. to you? That's why I mentioned the constitutional privacy protections oh. allowing everyone to grow. Their okay, own. Oh, so you stuff. grew. You you so grew. Everyone. What we did was create oh, yeah, like a network. Co- oh, exactly. That's, exactly. That's, That's so beautiful. Exactly. That's what that we is did. Beautiful. Everyone makes it work. Absolutely, and that way you get variety and yeah. all of that. Yeah, and everyone gets connected to exactly what it is that they need. And you yeah. got work too, so you got trim weed, and you got a, you got a bag up weed. All and, that, yeah. Oh my God! So, and then you got to go to work. And then I got in the newsroom. Yes. Smelling like Smell the harvest. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh, Christmas tree out there. Don't let me sleep. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you work with so the me, there's no up. way you're not going to always smell, smell it. Like yeah, yeah. I know like, I always smelled like it was your, only a matter of time. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. So, so you, you at work. Mm-hmm. What was, what, what happened the day? What was the event that led up to you with that final story? And how you was able to set it up. Remember, it's chess, not checkers. Exactly. Right. So tell him, tell him the story. Well, this do we have time story. to hear about the other stories that happened before that last one? I don't know. Cause <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, <laughs> the last one was so good, Sean. I know. Like, look, all your stories are good. Movie, I'm like, all her stories are good. I'll just tell you about one. I'll just tell you about when the press first came knocking and I knew that the clock was about was to, really, the, the really clock ticking. Was ticking. And either I take control of my story or someone else is going to take it. Absolutely. So I was sitting in the newsroom and we're having one of these morning meetings and the assignments manager says to everyone, has anyone heard of this Alaska Cannabis Club? They're really blowing up online. I can't get any information about them, though. Charlotte hasn't heard anything. I swear, I was like, <laughs> Tried so hard, like, mm. like oh man, Yo, this is one so of the episodes hard. we should have on YouTube. I was cheating so hard, but I was like, I don't know anything about them, but I'll check. I wasn't ready to talk to me that, that day. Yeah. No? Exactly. So an hour later, I was like, they're not ready to talk today, but yeah. they said soon. Yeah, so, I got somebody on the phone. Like two days later, the largest news agency in the state came calling the Alaska Dispatch News, and no comment wow. isn't an option with them. So I decided to make her swear to anonymity, keep my identity secret, and we were actually housed in the same building as my company had just moved out. So we're coordinating (laughs) this meeting while I'm walking past her and she doesn't know who I am. I'm watching her get to her car to go to our meeting at this place across the street and I just follow her there and I'm like, hey, and she's like, okay, now I know why. Now I know why. Right. And so she did she let you live story. though? Yeah, she wrote the first story about the Alaska Cannabis Club and, and let what you we live. Yeah. And let, wow. That's yeah. that's peace. That's good. Yeah. But well, you she, knew the clock was ticking though. I knew the clock was ticking. And she know yeah, the next motherfucker know and yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah. All right, so, and so when I was ready, I mm-hmm. had my company send my. When she, you hear that? When she was ready. When she was ready. <laughs> when she was ready. <laughs> 
when I was ready, I had my company, the Alaska Cannabis Club, send my news station, the CBS affiliate KTVA, a press release titled, Alaskans with Common Sense Call Bullshit on the Election Campaign, knowing check. my boss would love that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. phase one, check. Right. So, yeah. um, he assigned me the story, and I got Solomon Nishuk. Oh, he assigned you the story. Yeah, as a so, reporter, I knew that I would get the story. Yeah, it was... It was her job to investigate her job. <laughs> her job. So, yes. Type. Oh, yeah, exactly. Check again. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so I interviewed Solomon and his mom, Tilly. Solomon was 21 years old, battling testicular cancer, and it was his mom that reached out to us and asked if we could join. Okay. Um, so at this point, he had gained so much weight back because oh, wow. of the service that we were providing, and so they were... They more were than willing. Yeah, more they, than willing. They give you a testimonial yeah, idea. Absolutely. Okay. And so they did that. They talked about everything the Alaska Cannabis Club was doing for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't reveal to the camera or to my photographer that it maybe the interviewer was actually the wee lady right. in addition to everything. So they and still so, kept it low. Yeah. Everybody yeah, kept everybody everybody kept rocking shot on the table. Hey, hey guys. Just so you know, I actually I have this other job. I'm on the news. It's Six o'clock every day. The only laughs that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> 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 pretty conspicuous out here. That's kind yes. of me and uh, doing this thing, and I want to step away from my job so I can serve you guys, and I need your help to pull it off. And they were more than happy. They were wow. Damn, wow. Yes. You gave them a whole script. So, yep. okay. So, yeah. you're doing the story. So, you yeah, do the so story, the you're a photographer, yeah. you cut the video, exactly. you got the little music in the background. Did you get some little music going? <laughs> no, no. I think we kept it really newsy. Kept it newsy? Kept it newsy. The okay. pre-tape story aired. They shared everything that the viewers needed to know okay. about why they needed to get out and vote and mm-hmm. why I was... Well, okay. yeah. And so after that aired, the teleprompter was running the teleprompter with the script running. that I had prepared everyone else to read. This is that part of this show, you know, where you standing in front of... She's standing in front of, like, a picture of, like... Some big ass buds. And yeah. Like, the cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Enemy. Or, you know, right, right, right. And she's just like... Standing there with a paper in her hand, so and just I to say, keep, just to set the picture. For yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I say, well, everything you heard is why I, the actual owner of the Alaska Cannabis Club, will be dedicating all of my energy toward fighting for freedom and fairness, which begins with legalizing marijuana here in Alaska. And as for this job, well, not that I have a choice, but fuck, fuck it, quit. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's lit. A great story. <laughs> that was. Yeah, that's, that's, story. that's her story. <laughs> that's her story. Shallow, man. Shallow that's, green. That's not the end of the story. And that's what I was going to say. That's only the that's beginning. Not, that that's just the beginning. beginning. That's where it starts. That that's the birth the of the story. Yeah. So what happens after Fuck It, I Quit? After Fuck It, I Quit, 100 million views later, Shit. we got hundreds of people to become registrars to register thousands of people. What happens like in the immediate aftermath of that? What happens tomorrow? You wake up the next day, it's like, well, what happened in the next no, five minutes? The after next that? five minutes is probably. Yo, so, can we talk about homegirl <laughs> at the anchor desk oh, when she t- tossing back to you? What's her name? Alexis. Yes, tossing yes, it back to you, Alexis. Please, we have to talk Alexis about. Alexis please talk about that. Had no words. She was lost for words. She was dumbfounded. <laughs> she did not. Do did you rock with Alexis? She was. She sat next to me. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she is not one of those. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Like, how are you going to be sitting She's next like, to me? And I'm spending all this knowledge. You're going to hold down, Alexis. And you don't want to hear about what's happening. Right. Right. Yeah. Fuck that's, five minutes. This is five seconds. Right. Yeah. Five seconds yeah. after this, Alexis is just. 
Uh, yeah, we're we'll gonna. Be right back. What, uh, <laughs> I don't. She gave you all. She gave you all of that. Like I, I, I. I, I <laughs> so so now, hold on. Like five seconds later, you just said this. Yeah. You drop mic. You out. Like, what do you do? So yeah, I walked happened? over to my desk. The okay. newsroom is pretty much everywhere yeah, on a everywhere. Sunday night. Is over in the news area. So I'm on this other studio near the desks, mm-hmm. and I just walk over to my desk in silence. You know, I'm chilling, and um, I log my last few minutes, including the fuck that I quit because. I'm here working. Yes. And um, on the record, and my desk was already cleared out because I knew you, what the fuck was up. Yes. And, and one of the station managers runs like one of the higher. I don't even know what you were doing there, but he runs out. And he's like, "What? What just happened? What? What, what you do?" And I was like, "I quit. I'll be out in a second. Don't worry." Both sides. Don't even get security. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need to get security. And I walk down and I, I get my car and I drive. I don't live too far from the station. I get home. Everyone was watching a viewing party. Cause <laughs> you had a viewing oh, party. shit. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time to fuck <laughs> She had, had a viewing, viewing party, though. My team. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She had a team. Yes, of course. Yo. Oh, that's crazy. That's dope. What a time. <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> what year was this, Shala? What year was this? It was 2014. 2014? Oh, but just 2014. Really? It's just last year. Wow. Okay, cool. It's just so legendary. I know, right? Like and I can say like it happened. In the days of yore. <laughs> Back in the good days when Shallow Green <laughs> rolled the newsroom. <laughs> I didn't, didn't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so what happens? Like, okay, so you're out, everyone, the, you're out the building. So I open the you go to the building, you a party. It's yeah, like, oh, it's lit. In my living room. So it's I, in I your house. the door. And everyone's like, fuck it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I, and it was just, I could feel, I, there was a real sensation. It was unlike anything. Pride. Yeah. No, That's it was like energy. Like. Yeah. Like it's, the, the awareness. No. Did I they guess. start a slow People clap? Knowing more about like, it. Did they start a slow clap? The, I think they did. Yeah, I think it was something <laughs> along those lines. I think so. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. <laughs> like, like, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Like, like a little kid came up to you. Like, you're my hero. That happened. <laughs> that happened. That happened. Like, in the, in the coming weeks and months. Like, right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how, absolutely. how do you know? So like, how, so, like, how? So, now, how's life? Obviously, you don't work at the station no more. Nice. Not, not even the next day. You no, you can't. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, you can't even come through to like get you know a check or you know nothing. No, this TV no, this yeah. TV station ended up flying in from France and wanted to like interview me from in front of huh. the station like a month later. Like everything was pulled down, the vote had already passed mm-hmm. and stuff, and they were here. And my station ended up calling the cops because I was like standing on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Yo, <laughs> she can't be on the She can't be on property." Like, you tell me that. Suckers. I'm good. Y'all some suckers. What was, what, uh, Terrible, man. <laughs> I am. Terrible. Was that? What, were you, what was your major affiliate? Uh, CBS. CBS, okay, yeah. wow. So it was on CBS Morning News the next okay. morning. Of it course. Was on, it was on every, it was on every I, national. I remember flipping through and it was just my face. So it when did your phone so start blowing up? Weird. That day? You... No, probably a, a month later. Okay. Month oh, okay. Really? Yeah. So they, but they just left you alone? They left you alone after that? No, no. What happened? 
Like, I mean, when did it start? When did it start blowing up? And what kind of opportunities presented themselves in the wake of that? Is over how many hours ahead? Four hours ahead of Anchorage. So probably two o'clock that morning. So six o'clock in New York and Uh stuff is when everyone on the New York coast started calling and and didn't stop calling for for a month and a half. (laughs) Like there were four of us that were there full time just taking Taking shifts, just constantly and responding to emails and then. Getting out there. Right. In addition, we actually have to get out yeah. there. Yeah. Like, I mean, talk to people and kiss babies and, yeah. and wow people up yeah. with these. I'm yeah. sure there were opportunities, but wasn't nobody yep. funding your life at that point? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, nobody was like, oh yeah, she's tight. Yeah, she, she doesn't have to pay for anything yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Figuring out how to monetize it. Yes. Hey, shout out. You're, so you're still figuring out, like, to this day, how to monetize. But I feel like well, more no, than I, that, you, I'm figuring it out. It's just you now made a cause growing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and I, I, I respect the sincerity of your cause. Like, cause some people, you know, we live in like a loving hip hop ass generation where people say one little cool thing on the internet, and they supposed to have a whole motherfucking show. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you like, oh, for real, man? Like, you just funny your vibe, or you just might have like a couple good Instagrams. Like, don't get carried away. Like, you have to have, um, you have to be of some substance. And, like, to exactly. be honest with you, you're of some substance. I think that that's the reason, like, I really wanted to talk to you a lot about your journalism career. Because, yeah. like, no, you're, like, a real journalist. Right. Like, you're not just some chick who was on the news and they know how to act. Exactly. Like, you have been doing this, like, several cities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, So, in the wake of this now, I mean, is it hard to get a job in journalism? Do you want a job? Well, do you want a job in journalism? <laughs> It's not at all hard. I've okay. had job offers immediately, immediately after that. Right. Yeah, from reputable journalism um, Vice sources. Well, I mean, I'm not saying no. Well, names, actually, but, well, yeah. but... Okay, yeah, I'm there, there out. were some really, really big names that yeah. approached me. Yeah, okay. And so, am I going to focus on that, or am I going to do what I need to do for the greater good? What led you to that point? Exactly. Right, because right, that wasn't the end goal no. of that thing no. that you did. And so, immediately after that, locally at least, while I continued my and speaking and, and doing all of that stuff, we worked on opening up a brick and mortar facility for the Alaska Cannabis Club. So okay, tight. Yeah. So oh, in in the re, in the wake of all of that, you yeah, were able so to put enough funds together to get that off the ground. Self sustaining. Yeah. Tight. Self the Alaska Cannabis Club was self sustaining. Okay. Like, yeah. That's great. Okay, you're right. And chestnut checkers. Chestnut checkers, though. That's like the that is like the Chess real point checkers. of this. And look, before I, I even like get out of here, this is the real. <laughs> this is something that now you're out here. You're in the world. You're not in the journalism world no more. You right. said you're, you've had your moment in the in the viral internet stream. Now you're. What is your whole go green? Tell us about your organization. Tell us about what you really do out here. Like, what do you do? I'm out here speaking to people, empowering and educating them about what exactly is happening right now and how we can use the opportunities that the present presents to command the future that we all deserve. What are the opportunities? <laughs> We've got the opportunity of a lifetime to get in and live the life that each of us were meant to be, mm-hmm. pursue our own passions. And while we do that, we were just talking about that vibe that everyone gives off. Mm-hmm. You're just a better person, period, point blank. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in return, the universe rewards you so much so. You creating value. We were just talking again about everyone downstairs and how in the last couple of years, they've been able to create 
Mm-hmm. Everyone down here is low key a millionaire. And these are like Smell the richest, money. most weed smoking is. And it's it's bad, all happening pants so quickly <laughs> because they're finding places and opportunities in weed. Mm-hmm. And so, especially right. for the African American community, we this is an industry where anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Like there is space for every single Listen, job. Do you feel right like, now? I feel that. And do you feel like like what can we do, Charlotte, to like mobilize our African American community to get in this game? Like, cause for real, I see the white dudes like, and it's not to say it's a white guy thing, but it's just to say that they've like managed to organize mm-hmm. on a different kind level. of level. Yeah. Like, we have to be able to do that. Well, like, is it organizing on a different kind of level, or is it because white people kind of always have had? The opportunity to, to just go so. out yes. wherever it is that they've wanted without Absolutely. any apprehension for well, the point because yeah. we don't see life like that. Yeah, the consequences like, that they face for you know pursuing a non-traditional life or living. And you're a trailblazer. Yeah, yeah, you're a tra- yeah. One day you'll be an icon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm with us, like, yo, you gonna fail and you going to jail. You gonna fail and the people going to lock you up. And then you know? the worst part of it, you're not even going to get to keep the money because the IRS going to come take you. Right. I, I mean, there's too many examples of it going down like that. So please, Shalom, help give us some hope. Like, why is it going to be different? It's going to be different because there are people like you and mm-hmm. me out here talking about, talking about what yeah. the opportunity presents right now. Right. People like you and me that are willing to get out there mm-hmm. and have these conversations face to face with other people that are willing to have these conversations True. again and again. Yes. Go Green, my organization. It's all about cultivating diversity, mm-hmm. unity, and opportunity through cannabis. So right now, what we're looking for are people that are ready and willing to commit to at least six consecutive monthly meetings where you act as a community consultant. Mm -hmm. So for each individual community group that you're leading, you're Mm -hmm. addressing those needs. Instead of you waiting and listening for what we're doing on this huge scale for what may or may not serve your community, we're going to make sure that these are having the intended effect. And if people need to learn about how to write business plans or do that sort of thing, this month, then that's what we're going to focus on. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring someone else in. The, the person that's leading the group doesn't have to be the expert. They're the consultant. So you go and you find Stop help. Okay. okay. You go you. and you find help. You. If we're in areas where advocacy is the thing, is the task at hand, then that's what we're doing. If we need people to know how to lobby, then we're going to have that consultant go and find a lobbyist to tell mm-hmm. people how to be effective community lobbyists. All and right. then we're going to come up we're with a plan as a group yeah. to show up and lobby. And we're going to do that. We're going to follow through on yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so too, that's yo, plan. I got to say, I believe in Charlotte, yo, because she damn sure followed through. Since I met you, like, follow through, yo. Yep. Just came through on shit. So that's important to, like, for all of us to remember. Like, don't get caught up in, like, thinking, oh, we should be, we can it's not that serious though. Yes. You can change your life. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Will you will life. change your you life. Change your you know life. what I'm saying? And it's not even about weed. It's about business. It is. Yeah. It's about business. It's it's about business. And we don't get a lot of opportunities to flex our business sense. As a motherfucker who has spent a lot of time being in bad situations because I wanted to be in that business or whatever, whatever. Like, I feel like I was unfairly punished for being ambitious. 
Hmm. Like, what's the real shit? Like, I just wanted to, like, come off. I wanted to come up. And I was like... Who doesn't? I was like, well, here's a, here's an opportunity. Here's a way. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I didn't even get the super short end of the stick. I'm going to keep it real because I wasn't super ambitious in that regard. Like, you know, I wasn't trying to grab a whole brick of heroin and make do what it does. I was... I was okay, yeah. but at the same time, I shouldn't be punished for wanting to like live my life and like you know support myself, come up a little bit, you know, have something to put away. It was it was terrible, and I see white guys younger than me, with you know I won't even say fuck that. They're not as smart as me, you know what I'm saying? And they out here killing it because there's the opportunity is there, the business exists. Yeah. I'm not mad at them. I just want some young dudes who's like me to get in before they get too old and then they got these strikes and they got these, uh, you know, charges right. and stuff, you know? Well, I'm just going to say that while we may have all of these other reasons for not being able to get in indeed any other industry, mm-hmm. we don't have the excuse this time around. Because, Facts. again, there are people like you and me getting out there having these conversations. Right. Like, if you want to know, you're going to know. Weed is everywhere. You can't mm-hmm. get away from this conversation. Right. Yeah. You the information is there. It's affecting you. Yeah. And you have the internet at your fingertips. Yep. So day. we are the only ones to blame mm-hmm. if us two, us three, are mm-hmm. the only people that end up kicking it with all those other white people. You're that right. Decide to get yeah, exactly. And we had a goddamn blast. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, and let me say what a time! What a time to be alive! What a time! That is the sort of that's everywhere. That was in Jamaica. That's over yeah. in Denver. That's just like what yeah. we kind of do. And it's all good because like go away by it. Straight yeah. up, because we because we love people. It's that not like future. black yeah. people, white no, people. No, it's everyone. We love people. That's the yeah. cannabis we community. Love people. Is when we yeah. all get together. And no, that this is another thing I want to make clear. There aren't people in the cannabis community that are trying to cut anyone out. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. This is the most embracive. I, I group will of say people. that. I will yes, say that. Yes, you That's have true. all of these people like Steve D'Angelo mm-hmm. and like Ethan Nadelman. Ethan Nadelman. Thank you for talking mentioning Talking about him. the lack of diversity in this industry. He's had the, what's the organization? The Drug Policy Alliance. Great. Go ahead. And say yeah, they're talking about they're, they're talking talk, about that. They're talking about. They are talking about. We that. all want more diversity. He it's gave a on great us speech. as a people mm-hmm. yeah. to either get up. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. yeah. But you better show up and vote. Yes. Look at her reinforcing, reinforcing the last episode. That. Yes. The last episode, I swear, was all about why you need to get your ass out and here vote. and vote. Yep. We had a young lady to. who was a political operative who had been severely jilted by the system, but she still feels that way and understands that because it's about representation. You got to be counted. If you don't vote, you're not getting counted. If you're not get registered to vote, you're doubly not getting counted. Yep. You might as well not even exist right. if you're not registered to if vote. You're just going to consume. Exactly. If you're not registered to vote to a politician yep. who all they live off is votes, that's what they thrive off of. If you're not even registered to be to contribute one way or another, they definitely don't care about you. If you de- if you never exercise your right to vote, they definitely don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? So. At the at the least, you can stand up and get counted. So I'm totally with you. Uh, what states? Like there was like tons of states that had this on the ballot this year, right? Yeah. On 2016, what state? Can you name just a couple? You know, yeah. we got listeners all over. So. Definitely, I believe it's California, Nevada, uh-huh. Arizona, uh-huh. Florida is considering a 
medical and recreational mix, I believe. Ohio is definitely going mm -hmm. for it. Mm. A few of the um, campaign leaders were here talking strategy. And I look forward to helping out there. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was either Maine or Massachusetts. Yeah, okay. I think it's both, actually. Might be. Might be both. Yeah, it might Boston be both. Is yeah. hey, oh, I, I, heard oh. were, I heard they were definitely about to go legal medical in Boston. And like, yo, I'm going to like really, at some point in time, we're going to put this up on um, Facebook or on the website, the exact bylaws and guidelines for legality and legal behavior with marijuana in D.C. because a lot of people are confused. Yeah. Like, we have the most murky, you know, legal slash recreational slash medicinal laws in the whole, you know, litany of laws in the state. And it's crazy because it's like, why? But it's because this is a federal district. So, like, there's not really a state government or a state legislature or something to push back. The city council don't really have no say. It's sad, but it's true. So I want everybody to really understand what can happen and what can't happen out here. And just educate yourself wherever you at, whatever state you are in, whatever country you're in. Just educate yourself because, yo, marijuana is for the people. We love this, but we shouldn't be going to jail for it, y'all. Like, let's not, let's not live like that, for real, man. I'm just going to say that and like, hey, wrap this thing on up, for real, man. Listen, Shiloh, anything else you want to say? You want to tell, yeah. tell people anything else? If you're ready to lead your community to the end of Prohibition of prohibition and into the future, head over to Go Green. That's G-O-G-R-E-E-N-E.org. And also head over to charlogreen.com for information on how you can get involved and when you can see me and a bunch of other people like-minded that are ready to just get I'm coming through. Yeah, no I'm interested. Let's get Black Broadway. Let's have like a like, yeah. You got any social media? What's your yeah, social well, media deal? Yeah. You can find me at Charlo Green on Instagram. Okay. Search Charlo Green on Facebook. Um, follow my public or private page, whichever. All right. Um, I am Charlo Green on Twitter. Okay. And okay. Well, that's yeah, about it. That's what's cool. your favorite? What's What's the one you like the most? Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Cool. That Instagram, Instagram is That Instagram <laughs> is good, though. <laughs> great, great, great. That Instagram is lit. Yeah, follow me on Yeah, follow her on Instagram. <laughs> do, your, do yourselves a favor, fellas. You know? Fellas, yeah. do yourself a favor. I have some inspirational stuff for the women. Yeah, she, oh, she do. She got a lot of stuff for the ladies. No, like goals. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, this has been another super fun episode. Like, Yeah, we are out here. We're we clicking. So two more to go, man. 2015 is over.